I got to say, I remember listening to a conversation that y'all had about Berserk and like about Guts being like a traveling <laughs> Or is it a, tra- a motivational speaker? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was walking my dog, and I almost, yo, I was trying so hard not to cackle in the streets. You ever have that ugly laugh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, y'all started going in about this man writing a book, and I was like, my face scrunched up. I couldn't breathe. I could not breathe. Uh, yo, thank you so much for listening. Really, that was so I was much like, appreciated. Oh my god, this is great. This is. Uh, so great. I still remember the title from guts to great. Yeah. <laughs> <that was it. laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> damn, that was on point. After I heard that episode, I was like, we're going to get along just fine. It's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> Bonkai. Senbon Sakura. Kage Yoshi. Welcome anime fans to the Super Anime Podcast, where each week we look to entertain, inspire and inform you on all things anime. Whether you're new to anime or a seasoned veteran, we invite you to come listen, share and laugh with us. We hope every episode ignites your attacky spirit and leaves you feeling super. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy. Let's start the show. Welcome to another episode of Super Anime Podcast, Black History Month, aka the BHM edition, where in the month of October, we will be showcasing and speaking to black content creators who are either within the anime industry or love anime just as much as we do. Now, our guest today cites Yu Yu Hakusho and Full Metal Alchemist as part of her top five anime. Strong, I like that. She believes in the importance of representation, amen to that, and nuanced perspectives, as we do here, you know, we always say on this podcast, variety is the spice of life. Only dead fish go with the flow. She has been featured in publications such as BuzzFeed, Black Girl Nerd and Gritty Vibes, to name a few. She hails from the Bronx, New York, loves and is influenced by horror and science fiction media, has her own manga, The Mixed Trap Reel. Ladies and gentlemen, all our super lights, give a warm welcome. She is the manga artist and illustrator entrepreneur and leader of the collective welcome to the show dg aka kyoki panda your local black girl mangeka hello That intro, I, I gotta get used to that. I gotta get used to that. He's he's good at them. He's good at them. <laughs> I haven't. Ooh, that was I haven't had one. I haven't had one. But he's, oh, you, know, you don't deserve one solo. So <laughs> sit back down with your tea. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. All right, all right. Thank you so Ooh, much for sick. being on the show. No worries. You deserve it. Honestly, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you. Um, first so. thing, actually, um, we get into it, actually. One thing we we like to la- um, like to ask in the beginning is, tell us an interesting fact about you, Gigi. Um, that is not on your website because your website is fire. Like literally, so much about you, but something that is not on your website. An interesting fact about you. 
Uh, first of all, I appreciate that because it took so long <laughs> for me to build that website. <laughs> I I feel like I I went through so many variations and different. That website has different uh, life stages and different things like that. Mm. So that's number one. Um, appreciate that. And something that's not something about me. Um, mm, that's not on the website. Mm. Uh, is it important to know that I'm left-handed? I'm left-handed. Um, you know, you know, Gemini Sun, Scorpio Moon. I like long trips on the beach. Um, okay. Okay. You know. <laughs> nice. Um. What else? No, no, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, I asked a fact, and you gave me um, a few facts. So that's 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 great start. So thank you so much for that. Um, okay. And and I wanted to ask as well, what is the collective? Because on your Instagram, you've got um, lead of the collective and a knife next to it. So I'm a bit, <laughs> I'm a bit yo, <laughs> yo, the collective. You know how I was scared. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you know how Jujutsu guys and your collective fingers are like yo, go and get me some fingers. You know, chop them up. I don't know, but um, yeah, what is the collective? Just. <laughs> Spelt with a K. I, I, did, I didn't with think people were going to... Yeah, spelt with a K. Spelt with a K. <laughs> That's even worse, right? <laughs> okay, so the collective the collective is short for the Koyuki Collective. And like mm-hmm. that was... Um, initially, that was sort of like like a name that I dubbed to like my followers and like the people that were supporting me. But it's kind of become much more than that. Like okay. there's there's a it's it's basically the community that I'm building that's not just of people that follow me and support my work but like of other creatives and like mm. other people who are um, trying to do uh, manga or comics or writing or anything like that and we have a Discord set up where they can hang out. Um, the Discord used to be open to the public, but I decided to close it up because I was giving too much stuff to the people in the Discord without like mm. considering like my Patreons. So it's now Patreons only. And everybody that kind of was in the Discord and got in there before I closed it, like that's it. It's sealed. Nice. So <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's basically it. We we uh it's still pretty new, so we're I'm still working on like certain community stuff that I want to do with them. But mm-hmm. last night we had a, um, I mentioned earlier, we had like an impromptu. I, I started an impromptu uh, game night. It was just like, ah, cool. let's just play some Resident Evil 2. Yeah. I, oh, I drank nice. a single beer and it was all, it was downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> the one beer, the one beer got me. Just <laughs> and it but was you- a wrap. And and to be honest, that's that's fair play. You know, the, the whole point of value for value model. You know, you can go almost, you can give so much, and then you know you need to like, like you like you mentioned. You know, actually, let me let me give more to the people. You know, who are in my Patreon or who are in my Discord and so on and so forth. So that makes sense. But you still haven't answered why the knife is next. To the... Because we be He's out worried. here cutting it up. <laughs> Come on, man. Get with the program. We're out here cutting it up. It don't matter okay. what it is. We're cutting it up. Understand. <laughs> Understand. It's not for the. It's not for the meek. It's not for the meek. Mm. The collective is for the bowl only. Edward not. Edward not. Edward not get into the collective. Oh, oh no. Whatever solo. As as if. <laughs> as if. He would not. I'm get the into sharpest the guy here. No. But okay. I'm but <laughs> I'm glad he got it though. <laughs> Damn. Solo set. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs>
<laughs> oh man and a, um, a couple more warm-up questions as well. if you could dress up as any anime character for a cosplay convention who would you go as oh damn oh any oh mm-hmm. man oh i think i think maybe i would dress up as um kaneda from akira because his oh, okay. his yeah. fit is just so it's so good it it's so good it it's so good it's just so iconic it's like you can't help but love it. But to be honest, actually, I was kind of like looking through um, uh, eBay not too long ago because I was, I'm going to be starting to do a little bit, a little bit of a cons, upcoming cons. Not a lot, okay. not a lot. Nice. Yeah. But like, yeah. I was looking on eBay and I was like, dang, I kind of want to, I kind of want to do a cosplay, but I don't know who I want to do. Mm. And for the longest time, I've always wanted to do Boma. Oh but like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like yeah. because like I'm I'm so I I wear like a lot of green hair. Like I have green wigs, uh mm-hmm. green braids and different I'm kind of you know Beyonce got blonde, I'm trying to do green, you feel me? <laughs> so <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that would be great. Like cuz even if my hair is not braided, I could just pop on a green yeah, wig yeah, and like mm-hmm. I could do bomo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like old school, like Dragon Ball Boma, where like mm. it's simple. She just got the one like dress on that has her name on the front, 97 in the back. And it's just like, it's cute. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't, yeah, yeah. I found it on eBay. I am like, yeah, I'm a little nervous because you know the sizes be off. So it's like, oh, God, I want to have to return it. <laughs> oh. That's like the no, cost effect. True. That's the cost effective cosplay because. Yeah. As much as I like Canada's outfit, like you know, you got to drop coin for something like that. Oh, yeah. they're expensive, somebody, man. Somebody yeah, expensive, man. it's expensive. expensive. Like, and you get the accessories and everything. Oh, or well, some of them have got skills, and you can, they make they sew their own stuff, which is even yeah. that is that is a skill I That's do not possess. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Mm, absolutely not. Absolutely, I can't do it. I can't do it. But no, those are kudos two great choices. Them. Yeah, definitely kudos to them. Um, yeah, two great right. choices. Um, I think Solo said he would go as Oolong from Dragon Ball Z. So. Okay, look. See, look. Oh, <laughs> every single... Do you know how many times you're going to make that joke? It's going to be a lot. <laughs> Everyone's going to know. Hey, oh, wait, wait, Solo wait, 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 in that little... Hey, Solo. <laughs> gonna say Oolong, hey, Solo. <laughs> hey, Solo, you're going to have some, some pig ears on the side too. Oh, <laughs> Juju, we, st- we started so well. You start so I mean, well. I and gotta then... keep it balanced. I gotta keep it balanced. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I gotta keep it balanced. Oh, right. oh, what else? Okay. What, what? It's okay. It's okay. Ain't no problem. It's all right. Oh my gosh! You're so I do, a, that I one do outfit. a oblong. I do oblong um cosplay. So you would get away with it. I don't think Solo would, but you know, maybe you would oh. get the get the ears in there. You know. You but, know, uh, little little flappy pig ears on the side. Yeah. You could do it. I look very. Don't they strange. have clips? <laughs> well, the thing is, I got no hair. So there's, yeah, there's nothing true. to clip it to. <laughs> oh, I think they got headbands. Maybe you could do a headband. <laughs> <laughs> put, it, put it under the hat. <laughs> Come on, so these are like genius ideas. Like you yeah, gotta give man. us more credit. Like this was <laughs> we're trying to get you. We're trying to look out for you. We're trying yeah, to get no, you hooked you up. Start off with Oolong, though. This is Oolong is the character of choice. <laughs> 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 
not no cool character. You guys started off with Oolong. Yo, Oolong's funny, man. I told you. But that in that uniform, the uniform is choice. That's that's proper drip right there. That uniform. You no, know, mm. I, I, I can't remember Oolong's drip. What, what, does, he, what does he wear? He had like uh, one kind of um, you know, the ones where you put your your legs in and you buckle it up. Like what are those? those oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, with the uh, suspenders. Yeah. Suspenders. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I think it changes in super but yeah for most of the time he's got that suspenders thing yeah that so. is the most comfortable drip you could wear at a convention you yeah, just need that is. pig head like you know the the pig I am all for comfort. All. i'm all for comfort like i want to i want to go something that's kind of easy to easy to get i agree yeah, yeah. i agree that's why <laughs> i can't really get in too much into cosplay god bless some cosplayers because I, I like it's just i'm i need comfort i need comfort mm. that's why i'm thinking about the dragon ball uh boma look just the one dress and some accessories, some converse, and I'm good to go. Yeah, yeah, you can, you work. can do that. That simple. would work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simple, Super yeah. simple. Yeah. Um. So, speak on the on the topic of anime. Um. How did you like? What's your anime story? Again, I, I've I've seen some of them on the website, but for people who don't know, how did you get into anime? Um. And what anime slash manga are you currently watching right now? Oh man, how did I get into anime? Well, I am. Of a certain age, um, <laughs> so, so um, okay. First, first, first time I started watching anime, I didn't know what it was, and mm, same. So I want to say I was like, "Oh, this is gonna, this is about to be involved." My Gemini is about to come out. We about to, um, it's a whole story time. We about to have y'all ready? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Go you for got it. your grapes? You got, got your grapes? grapes. I got my grapes. Okay. I got my, grapes. <laughs> my grapes are right okay. next to me. I got my grapes. It's good. Good, 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 good. good. <laughs> Good. So, okay. So I remember being in the second grade. I had to be like seven. And I had a friend in elementary school who we were like besties. And I don't want to shout out her real name, but anyway, she knows who she is. Shout out to you. Mm. We don't talk no more. I haven't seen her in years, but (laughs) shout out to you. And she used to live in my neighborhood and I used to hang out at her house all the time. She was literally like a building away from me because I grew up in the projects, just like poor people Mm. area in the Bronx. Um, and I would go to her house all the time. And she had an older sister. If I'm seven, her older sister had to be like 12. And her older sister was the coolest person I had ever met. She she was the first person that showed me Final Fantasy VIII, which is the first Final Fantasy game mm. I've ever seen gameplay wise. And she was just like a full, she was a full nerd. And I was like, wow, what is like, what is all this? And I remember seeing, oh God, I'm about to date myself, but. <laughs> I remember seeing. I remember we're, we're, seeing. We're in the same. We're around is probably the same, so don't worry. Probably yeah. the same. I mean, this anime is older than me, but like the fact that it was, you know, but it was on VHS, and I remember seeing Project Echo on VHS at their house, and okay. I was like, oh my god, this is so freaking dope! I don't know what this is. What is it? Like, this is so cool. And then after that, um, in the U.S., we would have like certain time slots dedicated to anime because it wasn't mm. like the u.s like network system like you know television network broadcasting whatever they weren't super sure if like anime was a safe bet so they play it at like 6 a.m or something like that well sailor moon and like dragon ball yeah. z yeah. and i kind of like started off from there i have this like I, I'm, I'm always talking about how poor i was when i grew up so i didn't have no cable <laughs> <laughs> and like i couldn't get like like proper shows and stuff like that it was just like whatever mm-hmm. was playing at three o'clock so I'd have to go to like my grandma's or like my aunt's or whatever and watch uh, anime from there. And then that was when I was like in junior high. 
And that's when I first saw uh, Yu Hakusho and Roni Kenshin and like mm. Cowboy Bebop and like Outlaw, Outlaw Star. Yes, and it thank was just you. kind Outlaw of Star. I'm sorry to interrupt. Outlaw Star, beautiful. It's sorry. all good. Outlaw, yeah. It was, but it was like history after that. And it like really, really started to affect me after um, Yu Hakusho came out. Cause like Yu Hakusho is like, you know, it's it's ghost files. So like I I just mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. occult stuff and like and scary stuff and like uh, horror and sci-fi stuff. And no wonder you solo click so quickly. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I like great stuff. Bella I like Horror grapes Cloud. too. Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so like, loves all that stuff. But yeah. yeah. But like, you know, middle school was like really when it was like cemented for me because that was the first time I saw Akira. I got it on VHS. It was the remastered mm. dub though, with the uh, Johnny Young badge. I bought it. I got it for five dollars in a local store because nobody knew what it was, and it was wow. the biggest win. It was the biggest win of my life. Um, where it is right now is probably at my mom's house, locked away somewhere. But mm. middle school was like super, like I was I was in it. I was in it, reading manga for the first time. Um, and yeah, after that, it was just like okay, all right, That's I'm a weeb. Man. I'm a nerd for life. That's me. <laughs> That's what it is. No, that's fine. That's a great story. And thank you so much for sharing that. Um, You know, I actually have the um, Akira, not on VHS though. I think it's on the DVD one, but the remastered edition as well. Um, Yeah, it's a classic, isn't it? But I remember the first time I watched it was on sci-fi as a kid. um, And I recorded it on tape as well. That was like, I think I was like six or seven then. No, no, I was in Ghana then. So it must have been when I was like 11. Um, But yeah, yeah. but yeah, honestly, it's one of the one of the best, one of the greatest animes. Um, it really is. It really so is. Good. I didn't know that you could tell stories like that. Like I was so mm. shocked, so mm. shocked. I I feel like I was like thirteen, maybe twelve, twelve or eleven, probably twelve. When I when I got it, I did not know that you could do that. Like I was already shocked and mystified at like Cabo Bebop when like I heard cursing and like the stories were a bit like <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I was like oh oh this is new oh this is super new and then like I could have just like blew my mind I was like oh my god what is this <laughs> I remember first time I watched Akira I was a bit scared the first time I watched Akira truly yeah, it yeah, freaked yeah. me out a little bit especially when he starts going on Mister Mister old Blobby and the massive just flesh I I was I got a little bit scared. I still this day. Yeah, really? You solo? The guy who watches horror movies and eats popcorn at night and that time yeah, and all that's that what, stuff? That's, what, that's, oh, what that's, that's a different that's... type of scare, though. Akira is like... Akira is like existential scary. And like, you could feel that as a kid. Like, it's... Mm. it's That's a lot. Even to this day, when I watch it, like, watching the ending, it just feels so uncertain. And like... <laughs> Thank no, you. No, for real. I feel like, real. Lost. like It's like really lost. Like, it's like just into the emptiness that's how i kind of yeah. felt when i watched it yeah yeah exactly and like the manga is i mean you know the movie is only half of what the manga is it's only the first half of the manga so like obviously you gonna feel lost because they ain't have enough money to make the rest of the property but looking at it from just the uh the movie's side of things or whatever it, it you do feel like a sense of like existential loss because it's like well, now what? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. everything is destroyed. Well, what do we do now? Like, how do we, you know, so. It's yeah, a scarier type of loss than just like, oh, my God, Jason's running down the street, you know? 
yeah, even though exactly. that's pretty scary it's too. Like, but... Thank you. Uh, that's, <laughs> I'm trying to explain to Ed that these those ones like jump scares. Uh, it's like okay, cool. You know it's coming. You can. But the ones that get me the most are ones that hit me psychologically. Those are the ones that they yes. they get to. And I look for those ones. I look for them. We, no, no, we true. Stand. I agree with that. I agree with that. We, I agree with that. we stand a psychological that. scare. Yes. That's what I like. like um, there's, I think it's, it's, there's something in our eyes. It's like a Spanish psychological thriller or something like that. That was really good. Um, I would highly recommend it. Oh, I'm going to have to write that down. Yeah. Uh, wait a second. The last sure. I've said this before on the podcast. Hereditary. I liked Hereditary. <gasps> I yes. love Hereditary. That was good. Favorite. I want to watch midsummer i haven't watched midsummer yet but apparently that's also like that's good as well but Hereditary, you didn't watch midsummer no i haven't watched it yet i haven't watched it yet can you take away his grapes please <laughs> <laughs> you ain't catch midsummer <laughs> Put those grapes to the side. Put those to the side. i don't deserve the grapes anymore <laughs> you don't deserve the grapes no more that was it was uh, really i saw it in theater I oh really? Ah, I did. Okay. After okay. I saw Hereditary, because Hereditary, I was like, oh, I don't know what this is about. And come to find out, it in the, it, it's 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 in my top top favorite horror movies. Oh and yeah, hands down, it, hands down, yeah, hands down. And it's like, it, okay, it's gonna be like, mm. but a big reason as to why is because like that family dynamic is very familiar. <laughs> ah, okay, and okay. that's why it's extra scary. It's already enough. I have mentioned this before, I think, in a in a stream, but I as much as I love horror, when it comes to like possession and demonology, I'm like, oh no. That Catholic upbringing come back. That Catholic upbringing come back and it's like, oh boy. I rebuked you. I rebuked you. Get out. The African come back to me. Oh, Father, who are in heaven? You start carrying the rosaries and everything, and it's like that Catholic upbringing start coming back. But it's like it's already scary because of that. But then, like the family dynamic, it's like, oh, this is dreadful. Oh my God, the amount of dread watching that movie. It still, it still gets me. Yeah, it's it's, you're right. It's the tension. I think that's hereditary is such a great movie where they keep the tension going the whole way and yeah. you always feel there's going to be a scare and it never happens. And you yeah. just constantly Or it happens there. later. Yeah. It happens later. Yeah, it, it'll yeah. be something that like sticks in your mind, like an image or a visual or a sound. And then they will purposely plant that in your head and then oh. like make you forget it by, you know, giving you plot or whatever else. And then later they'll like, they'll, they'll spring that on you. And it's like, oh, something that I noticed. <laughs> Would this be like spoiler territory? Should I say this? Just say spoilers and then yeah, people just skip okay. like quick quick spoiler alert. Um, do you remember when they went to the party and the lady was chopping the nuts? Oh, oh, yeah, like really slamming it. Like, are you? But you're not gonna watch it, are you, though? Ed? Nah, I'm not. Yeah, it's gonna say that <laughs> is like <laughs> like really aggressively chopping the nuts. Not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah aggressively okay. chopping. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. That part and also, do you remember when um? Tony Collette's character went to go see Joan, the the yes the lady yeah, who ended up yeah, being suspect. Like, yeah. So when she went to go see her, um, the camera actually does like a reverse thing, and this is because I'm a film nerd. I love I love film. I love mm. movies, mm. but 
the camera does like a thing, this weird thing where it's like reverse, where they show her upside down and then straighten the camera out. It's it's a weird like loop de loop oh, thing. Okay, okay. From like from like ground to like from like ceiling to ground. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the ending where she's chasing Peter and like oh that bit is weird but yeah 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 but like where she's chasing Peter and he jumps into the attic yeah those specific scenes were put in there specifically to stay in your mind for that one moment that's why that moment where she's like banging her head hits so hard because uh... there's been planted psychological like Ari Aster is a genius oh <laughs> okay. he is a genius. He's a genius. I love him so much. <laughs> I might so have to watch it again. I might actually have to watch it again. I watched too many video analysis on the, on all of these, but like, it's just, it makes sense. And it's like, oh, that's why that, that, that scene always gets me where she's like banging her head on the, on the attic door. And it's like, oh my God, why, why? Hell Mary, uh, of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's not, it's not done in like a typical, like, like eighties horror movie slow doom. No, it's aggressive and it's brutal. It is and aggressive it, yeah, 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 and it yeah, yeah, sticks. Yeah. Oh, oh! I knew you guys would get along. We didn't come here for movies, though. Sorry, sorry, horror, sorry, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 I did. I actually lit. I saw the horror like Solar Love. I mean, as I said, in um, we said this in previous podcast, GD like. I, cause I um, grew up with older cousins. They they were into that. So I grew up like watching Chucky and stuff like that. But I'll be honest, I don't watch horror movies right now, um, <laughs> as, as I am right now. I mean, but, yeah. When I was a kid, Chucky. Um, I remember, you know, um, they would lock me in the closet and say, "Chucky's coming for you" and stuff what? like that. Oh, didn't I say that before? Okay. I'll oh that. no, that <laughs> is that no, is that, that, that is trauma there. That, that's 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 that explains. Yeah, it's no. I would not recommend you watch horror films. Uh, I, uh, that's not that something. Is, uh, that's that, not, is that is a okay. That is a okay. I mean, yeah, it was just all funny. Yeah, I grew up with older cousins, boys, all boys. So yeah, you can imagine. Ooh. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, last year was a horror movie, so it's fine. Yeah. Exactly. That closet situation in last yeah, exactly. year. Like, you, it's you all good. <laughs> you you deserve to watch only Ghibli. Only Ghibli. All day. <laughs> all you know day. Really? Sorry. <laughs> I can take stuff now. I mean, I was just joking. It's just, I just, I typically don't like it. That's all. It's like, I like the psychological ones. Like, and yeah. then the, I, found, I found a film. It's called The Secret in Their Eyes. Spanish film, great, great psychological uh, I'll, film. I'm gonna check it out. I'll check that out. I the mean, secret, you the secret in their I'll eyes. It. It's yeah, a mystery it crime. Out. Yeah, abs- like all that psychological stuff. Love it. All that kind of Death Note stuff. Love it. Um, oh, yes. oh yes. But when it's like just like Chainsaw Massacre stuff like that, it's, it's not really for me. Really, just just gore and blood. Really. Have you seen the um, first Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I haven't seen none of them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. if you the, check the, out any, the any first probably one. Has. I've seen the first, the first one, yeah. one. I feel like the first one is not as gory, but like the chase that sis gives at the end of that movie, yeah. I felt so empowered. I was like, you better. She was a track star. I had never seen nobody <laughs> <laughs> withstand. Ish. Well, let me not spoil it. But anyway. <laughs> no, it's fine. Anyway. I mean, I've seen Get Out. Get Out is kind of horror-ish. Mm. You know? Get Out's so I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. I would, yeah, I would say that. Get Out is fine. horror. Yeah, 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 that was fine. I mean, like, I'm not. I, I wouldn't go out to watch it, but yeah. I mean, Get Out was obviously, you know, uh, Michael Quinn. How, how do you say his last name? I can't say. It, but yeah, Peel. Um, Jordan Peel. No, no, not 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 Jordan Peel. The guy who plays him, the Michael. Oh, 
Not a matter. Oh, what Daniel, Daniel, Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. Oh my god! Ain't he from your yeah. part of town? How yeah, y'all forget that man name? He is. Come on, man. I was mixing the K with Michael Kuenga, who's a musician. Um, he's also from Kaluuya. outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah who's yeah. also from London. Sorry about that. You uh, Kuenga. Yeah, Kuanika. yeah. He's, uh, he's, have you heard that song? I'm a black man in a white world. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. I, I, I've, yo, I've been like streaming his music like crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, this yeah. is going way <laughs> off from anime. We went so far. Like, yo, I've been listening to um, yeah, Love yeah, that's Kate Michael. and uh, Cold yes. Little Heart. Yes, yo, that's yes. Not, yo. <laughs> I'm getting so excited. I'm sorry. I'm having a super like New York reaction right now. Like, oh. Super. <laughs> 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 I'll put that. I'll put that in. I'll put that in definitely. <laughs> oh man. But yo, yeah. I don't know. How do you say his name? I've been saying Kiwanuka. Shinji's yeah, been trying Kiwanuka. to be funny. He... No, you're right. Kiwanuka. That's his is it. Is it Kiwanuka? Michael... I thought it was Kuenka. No, Michael Kiwanuka. I was like, oh, really? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shinji, Shinji's Kiwanuka. been trying to be, Shinji's been yeah. trying to be funny Kuenka. and been calling him uh, Michael Konichiwa, and I'm like, ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. So, solo is Kuenka. It's not Kino, Kino. It's Kuenka. Kuenka. Are we talking about the same guy? Michael yeah, Kiwanuka. Yeah, British. Kiwan- Kiwanuka. Uh, I guess Kiwanuka. Kiwanuka. I, 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 I there's no the N, e. in it. There's no E. Kiwanuka. No, but you silence the A N. Look, I've heard some people say Kuenka. Maybe it's Kuen- Kuenuka. I don't um, know. Look, I'm, we're both we're African. We both have, you know, Solo. You know, but yeah, we are talking about it. But you know, yeah, Solo, you know how person. African names get butchered. Sorry if yeah, I butchered yeah, his one, but true. mine mine got butchered all my life. So it is what it is. But, um, all my uh, life, yeah, so, I had to fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking what you do with color purple. <laughs> all my life. <laughs> all my life. <laughs> nah, seriously, Gigi, man, it's real out here. Like, literally, my name got butchered. Like, honestly, but it is what it is, man. Um, so yeah, Michael Cuenca. That was, but yeah, we went way left. So we we'll, we'll drag it back in. Let's, we'll let's it bring back it back in. into anime, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, so anime, um, you, yeah. you mentioned yeah. you mentioned storytelling, and um, I think w- taking it from anime to you because this is really a celebration of you as an illustrator and a mangaka, um, can you first of all tell us what's the story? I know you told us a story of how you got an anime. How did you become um, an illustrator? What got you into that kind of um, profession, um, as it were? Because I know reading from your website, you know, you wanted to be, um, you wanted to um, was draw for Disney and things like that. So yeah, just tell us the journey um, uh, as um, of being an illustrator and a manga artist. Okay, Ed, you just out here spilling all oh, of my... Oh, I do my research, man. <laughs> I do my research. <laughs> out here spilling all of my childhood memories. Um, <laughs> yeah, I went out... So, okay, when I was younger, um, before, obviously, before the uh, the anime hit, but I was watching a lot of Disney, grew up on a lot of Disney, and wanted to do... Wanted to work for Disney. And this was, like, six years old. Six, seven years old. Around, so, around the same time that I was kind of getting into, like, the nerd stuff with my friend's sister... But like, you know, I was a kid, so I was fully in the Disney verse, mm. but I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, and then I, I, first of all, I've always drawn. I've, I grew up drawing. Um, mm. There's not a lot of activities you can get into when you're, a, when you grow up as a poor person. Um, <laughs> so like mm-hmm. drawing was cost effective because yeah. everybody has paper and pen lying around. So I've always drawn. And um, I wanted to do it for the rest of my life very early on. And I thought that Disney would be the way to go. 
And I kind of stuck with that for a bit until I got to high school and was like, oh, actually, I don't want to animate ever, ever in my life. I never want to ever want to do that because <laughs> it's tedious and it's a lot. And props to all the animators that are out there. I cannot mm. do what y'all do. Props to y'all. Prop- I like details. I like I like drawing details. Um, but I, I figured I, I kind of jumped around between what I wanted to do after I figured I'm, I'm not animate animation is not going to be for me. And, uh, I went from, okay, well maybe I could do concept art and then maybe I can just do illustration. Maybe I can do like a bit of both. Um, concept art, it wasn't really my bag, but illustration, I felt like, okay, I could, I could do that. And admittedly, like at that time, I feel like my illustrations were not that strong. It was really just portraits. And I was telling myself it was illustration. <laughs> um, <laughs> before, um, but, just before you go on, um, can you explain, because we're not verse, and to the listeners, what's the difference between concept and illustration um, in terms of the art? Gotcha. So concept art is, I think uh, when people kind of in the anime space, whenever people hear of concept art, they think of just gaming, but concept art is literally art that you can use to conceptualize any story within the media. So you can have concept art for movie, um, game, uh, even for comics and like other things, a little less to the extent of like games and movies, because those are 3d worlds that you got to kind of build. Whereas Mm. for 2d, depending on the skill of the artist, you can kind of like, make it a little bit because <laughs> just the just the format of how comics and manga are versus animation or movies or games like you got, you have to be very detail oriented within those spaces because it's 3d um but yeah that is concept art you are basically creating the concepts for the worlds that the audience or the reader is going to inhabit mostly the audience um or the player or whatever illustration refers to art that is meant to tell a story uh, visually. Mm. So, um, how can I explain illustration? Um, it is literally just like visual storytelling. There's, there's something there where you don't really need words to describe it. You can Mm -hmm. have words. I, I like text in my illustrations and in my posters and stuff like that. Um, but you don't need it. Uh, Mm. I feel like the reason why I feel like the reason why Katsuhiro Otomo is so praised for Akira is because he does very good illustrations within his manga. Um, a lot of times you can kind of tell what's going on without even really needing to read it. And reading it is simply just for plot. But like you could totally remove all the text and like you could understand what's going on because his illustrations are so good. So mm-hmm. that's that's the difference between the two. Um, I didn't know that. That's that's good. Yeah, neither did I. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh yes. Well, you know. But yeah, Corey, continue the story. <laughs> um. So I was kind of stuck between those two, and concept art takes a lot, a lot of uh, it takes a lot of chops. Um. Mm-hmm doing working with like manga and comics you you do need some of those like concept art chops but like to not to the extent um that you would need it as an actual like proper concept artist um and i figured that that wasn't going to be for me i didn't want to get that deep into it and stuck with illustration and was doing portraits and illustration and just you know commission stuff of like people and their partner and like their families and their dogs and stuff like that Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I decided I, I don't want to do this no more. I was doing a lot of like self-limiting and I got swept up in the, um, in the whole thing of the, the Instagram artists or the YouTube artists where, Mm. especially for like a, a woman artist where, a lot of the times you just draw cute stuff. You draw cute ladies, um, mostly women, cute animals and uh, cute cakes and different things like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but it's it didn't really speak to the fullness of who I was. And I had always drawn comics growing up. <laughs> they were pretty, they were pretty, uh, uh, we can't curse. They were pretty bad. But <laughs> 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 they were pretty bad. But um, that was something that I was accustomed to doing and I was just, and I was drawing stuff about like dystopian stuff when I was like eight, Mm. not knowing what in the world, any type of, you know, just watching Total Recall too many times. Um, Don't (laughs) ask me why I was watching that at eight years old. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, truly. Um, But that was the kind of stuff, even when I was younger that I was into, I'd always been into like, you know, horror stuff and comics and manga, manga specifically. Um, But I, I didn't lean into that and I kind of got caught up in the, um, well, this is the cute thing. I, I don't want to draw old people. I don't want to draw ugly people. Ugly being subjective, more so like monsters and stuff like that or mm-hmm. like creature stuff. Like I didn't want to draw that. I don't want to draw wrinkles and blah, 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 blah. Um, and after a while, I was like, I'm not happy just drawing all these happy people and like all of this, this other stuff, like super mm-hmm. cutesy stuff. It's not that I don't like it, but I just don't feel fulfilled doing that. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel fulfilled doing the illustrations in the way that I'm doing them. I, I'm not, something is like, something's missing and it doesn't feel connected to me. And like, like my, just like the fullness of me and the things that I enjoy and like. Um, and so I had to do some reflection and this was actually pretty recent where I had to do some reflection and sit down and be like, what am I doing? What do I want to say? I'm I'm like you only get one chance here. So like mm. what am I what am I trying to do with my work? What do I want to say? What is the point? Why should people care about what I'm doing? And like why do I care what I'm doing? Why, you know, not to get too deep, you know, but like <laughs> Yeah. This was this was these were the thoughts. Like these are serious thoughts. And I was actually listening to a podcast because I'll be I'll be doing that. Um <laughs> about how to find your artistic voice. Mm. And um I didn't even know that that was a thing. I was like, what, what is, what is this woo woo kind of like, what is, <laughs> but it's a thing though. It is a thing. And like, regardless of what people's artwork looks or feels like, like there is something that's there that kind of ties that stuff together. And, um, I feel like I found it, but the, the point is, is that to find your artistic voice, you have to go back to your childhood. You got to go back to your roots. And, like, my roots have always been, like, to this day, since I was, like, six years old, seven years old, I've always enjoyed horror. I've always enjoyed sci-fi. I've always enjoyed, like, complex, nuanced characters, psychological stuff. Like, I've enjoyed philosophy. And, like, I hadn't had that in my stuff before. And, like, I was, like, I'm, I'm not going to be able to get to the fullness of this with illustrations and like running away from drawing complex things and talking about complex things so i have to continue to dig into like my childhood and work towards manga i've always been attracted to manga i've always been attracted to manga artists and like interested in like what their processes are how they work just looking at their stuff and like 
I decided that that would be the best fit for me. And like, I feel, I feel like I'm fully displaying like the fullness of me. Cause I, I don't just like, I can do cute things. I can do sexy things. I can do scary things. I can do like sci-fi stuff. And it's like, I don't feel limited anymore to just do like cute girls and like mm. fruit and colorful things. And if I decide I want to do that, I can do it in a way that's that's still like accurate to like me and like what I yeah. Whew, no, all right. No, you let me get a drink of water. Oh yeah, no. I'm on my in, soapbox. Boy. I'm on my soapbox. I'm on a road. Coffee is kicking in. <laughs> no, but it's interesting you say that. There's a I'm, I can't remember who said it, but it's essentially, you know, um self worth self worth self worth comes from finding one's true self and I think that is what you from what I got from that, you know, you wanted to essentially do something that you wanted to do, um, not just what, you know, the cookie cutter thing society tells you to do. Um right. so no, that 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 was very deep and I'm glad you were able to come into that space of self actualization as relates to fulfilling all your needs. So no, that was really deep. Thank you so much for sharing. And it's that. hard. I yeah, absolutely. And I think people should know about that. And it's hard, especially because like I'm black and because like mm-hmm. I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. So like I, I'm not sure how relationships within the black community are necessarily in the UK. But like in the US, there it does feel like you're limited a lot. Like, oh, you can't be into scary stuff because you're black. Or like you can't, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't do this, you can't do that because you're black. And it's not, you know, it's not just outside of the black community. That's also very prevalent in the black community. And mm. it's scary because like you you don't see other people doing it. And like you don't, you feel like, well, everybody says I'm not supposed to. Should I? I don't know. <laughs> but it's like <laughs> at some at some point in time, you have to kind of ask yourself, like, what do you want to do? Is this what you mm. really want to do? Because if, mm. if it is, then at, at the very least, like at least try it. At least yeah, try absolutely. it. Give it a try. Absolutely. And it's like I've said at the top of the show, you know, only dead fish go with the flow. Um, so like you mentioned, you know, do what you want, do what's true to you. Um, in in regards to the whole, that is actually quite interesting um, because the way I see kind of America, I see um, the community support each other within the black. I'm not saying that we don't do it here, but it's very much more so um, in America, the black community supporting each other. Am I wrong in saying that or is that completely delusional thought? I don't think it's wrong. I don't think that we don't support each other, but it does sometimes feel like it can be conditional or like... Sure. Or... um, uh, I don't think that we don't support... I don't want people to think that we don't support each other because we definitely do. But, you know, it is... You know, there there are... Like, we we could always do better. We better. could just always yeah, do better. Course. Yeah, absolutely. We could always do better. Absolutely. I think um I think um the support that I have gotten from my work currently in its in its current season and its current state, since I've decided to like lean fully into my taste and what I want and everything, I have received a lot of support from black people. Mm. Honestly. And like although my the the my target is for like alternative black kids and like specifically alternative uh, black women, not just alternative black women, but black women and like femme presenting people. I've gotten a lot of support from like black men too. 
So like, mm-hmm. that's also mm-hmm. like, it, it, I'm, getting a, I'm getting a lot of community support and it's like that, that makes me feel really good. And I, I don't want to dismiss that by saying, oh, well, it's conditional and we could always improve. But the, the outpouring of support that I've gotten um, from changing my style recently, especially from alternative Black kids who, like, they don't see this kind of stuff with, like, Black women involved in this kind of, mm-hmm. you know, zombies running around and stuff like that. And, like, the support has been there. So I just yeah, want to say we could always, we could always absolutely do, do, do more. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that. I think it's, I think you said something like that kind of, triggered something personal for me so when i saw when we start seeing jordan peele doing all these horror movies i i literally part of me was like really really well not really a part of me i was really inspired by the fact that he's um a black man doing horror mm. because it's one of those things where we like you said it's kind of oh no you're black you shouldn't be doing horror and so on and so forth but i've often i i mean i like like you like yourself like complex characters complex characters psychological differences and just looking into that type of thing and um it, it kind of makes you realize that it is possible just seeing that so it's great to see just from you doing you you're supporting so many other people that haven't actually had your chance to see that represented by anyone else so um it's probably all these like you said all the other the younger generation or other people in that alternative black black female community that haven't seen someone like yourself doing that i think it's really good yeah. so no kudos to you yeah. really thank good. you i i appreciate that and and on that point actually um regarding like role models um did you have any specific role models growing up or and whether whether were they people of color i mean i personally don't think you need to have um someone of color um or what basically what i think is seeing someone of your color is is inspirational as relates to oh they did it so can i but it doesn't necessarily mean you can't have role models who are not of the same color or the same race or the same gender um that's my personal view anyway um but i do get that you know barack obama has changed the millions of lives of black people in america and the world as relates to you know what i can get there i can get to the pinnacle um, so as Michelle, so as any person, any color black person or person of color who's got to that position. However, um, there are some people out there who still maybe not of your color, but still inspire you. So I know one of them, like you mentioned, was um, oh, I forgot his name, the Akira author. He's one of the person that um, inspired you. Right. In terms of, you know, g- get into illustration. So I was just going to say, is there any role models you specifically have? Yeah, Um Ooh, this is this is a deep question for me. I feel um, I role model personally. I feel like in my in my personal life, I'm I I don't know if I would say I have any specific role models that I would. It doesn't have to be to. personal. It can be uh, just in your industry as it relates to illustration and um, um, manga. Um, there is art. um there's there's one person um. Well, okay. I guess personally, my sister is would be kind of a role model. She she was she was alright. She was alright. You know, she <laughs> held it down. She was alright. Um, I think the the person that I kind of really I really appreciated their story is actually not even um, a, a creative in the visual sense, but Toni Morrison. Toni Morrison, oh, the author, nice. The author, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. So. 
her situation was super nuanced and she, you know, she was a writer, she was an editor. Mm. Um, she started off as an editor, but she, um, she was a career woman, but she was also a mother. Um, and like, I, the fact that she kind of like worked her way up and then like later on in her career received a Nobel peace prize. I thought that that was like, wow, that's, that's incredible. And mm. just like, cause you know, I'm, I'm a weeb, but like, I'm also a smarty pants and like a, a, a film buff. I, I always mm. say I'll know nothing cause I know enough not to know nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I like, yeah. I do a lot of research and I do a lot of, um, you know, just looking into like black feminist texts and, and, and intellectuals and different things like that. Um, a part of it is because I want my work to reflect accurately, even if it's not something that I personally experience. But that's another, you know, that's just the context behind yeah. this. But not that that I need context to look at, like black creative women in history mm. or like feminist texts, but whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but anyway, um, hearing uh, Toni Morrison's story was something that uh, I don't know. Seeing seeing her kind of rise through stuff, and the time was different too. You know, like yeah. It was the fact that like if she could and she might not have been up to like her full potential because of the times, but like the fact that she was able to do all that she was able to do um, her and Maya Angelou as well. I would say, yeah, they're, they're pretty, as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're pretty up there. Yeah, they're pretty up there for me. Um But yeah, that might sound kind of lackluster as an artist because it's no, not no, like, no. Any, you know, I do have my <laughs> artist influences and like inspirations, but if we're talking about role model. Like sure, I, yeah. I would like to leave behind a legacy, like uh, mm. my Angelou and Tony Tony Morrison. I would like to Thanks. do that with my work on a different way of like the black mm. perspective. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Ah, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, in terms of so you mentioned like in terms of like illustration, going back to that. So <laughs> I remember you mentioned detail, um, and it's funny solo. So. On one of Gigi's Instagram page, she had drawn a character and then you scroll to the right, I think three times, and there was a picture of the bum. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh that's great detail. Yeah. You know what I was thinking so last? Thinking when you know when, you, when we did the Valentine's episode and you went, oh, proportions. Um, yeah, yeah. As relates to just female proportions. Because <laughs> Sola just like proportions. But no, nah, th- uh, that just brought it, that just brought it to my mind. But um, as it relates to detail, like your work is so detailed. I watched a couple of your live videos actually, um, just as I was doing my research. And um, I guess the question was, when did you start kind of um, doing the lives and has that helped you in your storytelling? Because um, I know it's quite, I don't know if you have an idea on and to begin with, but I do know when I was listening to some of them, that it's quite improvisational. Like you say, what am I going to do here? How I pivot? So how did that come about? And do you enjoy doing um, live drawings on Instagram? Okay, so first of all, thank you for coming to the live. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I do remember that comment. It is details, mind your business. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, And also, um, I made, once I made this transition into doing like more of the stuff that I like leaning into that I made a very intentional decision that I was going to try to be as public facing as possible because I do Mm. feel like a lot of first of all I don't see a lot of like black female artists out there especially like black female like mangaka and like 
people doing women or, you know, femme people doing the stuff that I'm doing. So I mm. wanted to be forefront. I wanted people to like see me. Um, I know it's hard to do that on IG live, but I'm on Twitch and everything like that. And I want people to see me to the, to answer the other question, if I'm prepared and what the stories I'm gonna be honest, this on me, bro. <laughs> this on me. Something that I have embraced. I have embraced um, improvisation. I have embraced. Mm. I like. You cannot always be prepared in life, and I mm. have found that for me, over preparedness stifles me a lot. Um, mm. yep. It's something that happens mm. in my in my art. It's something. I I'm not a good test taker. And like being a good test taker relies on you being pre- like overly prepared, like fully, fully prepared. That's not mm-hmm. to say that I'm trying to be like irresponsible, but um, you know, I, I'm not irresponsible. It's not that I don't plan things out because I definitely do plan things out. Um, as I said, intentionally, I'm I'm doing video, but when it comes to talking, I'm very, I. I like to say I have a gift of gab. I'm very personable. I like to ask questions. I like to know. I like to make jokes. I don't know why I'm this way, but like, <laughs> I feel like I, I can hold my own in a conversation. So mm-hmm. like, I, I prefer to have more natural, nuanced conversation. You know, obviously we can't just be talking about whatever. Like there's certain mm-hmm. things I'm not going to tolerate talking about and like, I'm not going to yeah. en- engage in, but mm. um. If it's just like, you know, just a regular Friday and we just chilling, you know, the conversation will start off from there. Either it's just honestly, it's just it's all improv- imp- improvisation. It's just. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awesome. It's just me that leaning awesome. into like, well, what's going on with you? What's happening? What's what's yeah. this? What's that? You know, I, I like that because when I was watching it, it's almost like you've seen. It's a manifestation of what's in your head coming and you're kind of seeing that creation. Because usually when you see drawings, it's just there. It's like, but you're showing actually how it became to be. Um, and I like that. Um, there was one where um, it's a woman and she has an umbrella and there's like, I don't know if they're pandas or they have like <laughs> Halloween heads or something like that. Um, but yeah, that yeah. was, yeah, yeah. I was really good. Like, and just seen from where you started to where you got to and that's all improv i mean that's 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 amazing oh um, dang okay so first of all kudos to you because that was that was a far live so you was you was sussing me out <laughs> a minute ago because that was a long time ago yeah yeah yeah. i was just going through d- different stuff yeah yeah so as far as so as far as the art i do plan some stuff out there are stuff sometimes that's not planned out and the de- depending on what it is, I'll, you know, I'm human. I'll either bomb or like, or not. Uh, That particular picture was not fully, fully planned out. I think that was like the crux of the conversation at the beginning was that I was not prepared. It was like, what are we going to do? I'm going (laughs) to take suggestions from chat. Like, what do y'all want to see? I'll add it in. We'll mix it up. I do like to experiment and I do embrace improvisation. So like, if I don't have a, a, a goal for the live, but like, I know I'm trying to keep consistent and be live i'll just go on and be like yo i'll be honest i ain't prepared i don't know what we doing you let me know <laughs> like i'm gonna start and then you guys tell me what you want to see so yeah it's, it's yeah. definitely a mix of that yeah but i think that goes into um all the hard work you've been doing in the back of the years as it were oh. in terms of drawing every day and so on and so forth because 
Um, and actually, that's one thing I want to ask you. But, you know, there's a quote that says, um, it says breath of training predicts breath of transfer. So, you know, you if you put me on like an IG live, say, hey, draw something. Oh, can I like I'm going to draw you a stick, man, maybe a little football, maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't do that. But because you've been honing your craft so, so long, oh, even yeah. if it's improv, it's more so a case where, well, I know I have this kind of arsenal of or armory of skills that I can essentially create a nice improv. And I think that's, that's incredible. What, what's one thing that you would say are misconceptions about illustration? Cause I imagine it's not easy, you know, and it's not as quick, even though we see on the IG live, they're, they're quite long, but it's not as mm. easy to just come up with a concept or come up with an idea or come up with a character. So what are some misconceptions on illustrations that you've, you, you may have heard, or you think people might think, First of all, I appreciate you saying that it's not easy because I feel like that in itself is a misconception that it's like, mm. oh, you just bust that out in 10, 20 minutes. And it's like, do you know how long I've been studying yeah. so that I can yeah, bust exactly. this out in 10, 20 yeah. minutes? And like, I I just, I, people just kind of have like the wildest ideas about illustration, I feel. And I don't, I don't know why. Like, I don't understand why people think that like, you could, you can just, draw anything and like not having to like prep for it or like and like granted sometimes that's possible but like mm. or or that like you just want to draw anything sometimes i don't want to draw your dog or like sometimes mm. like how you know if i know what dog anatomy looks like yeah, you don't know that yeah, yeah, like yeah. mind your business i don't want to draw your dog <laughs> um <laughs> like i think that's a huge misconception yeah. i think it's also on the other side of that though i think it's also a misconception that like you know people don't take it seriously enough like on the one hand it's like oh yeah you're a serious artist this should be easy for you but on the you know on the other side of that it's like oh this is illustration like you're just drawing pictures and you know this ain't real work and it's yeah, like Yo, this ain't your real job yeah, this, is, this yeah, ain't your real yeah, job yeah, i have yeah, issues okay. with like not to get too into it but like i have issues with relatives now where it's like please stop calling me i can't help you with this i i i'm i'm busy working <laughs> like this yeah, is actual yeah. work um but that's the other side of it where it's like, you know, the same, this isn't a real thing. Like, what is this? Like, but then it's like, okay, draw me a car. Complete mood changer. Yeah. Oh, well, you know. And it's like, all right, all right. I think it's also like, I think for a misconception maybe for probably younger artists is that like, this is supposed to be fast. Like you can learn this stuff super duper fast. And oh, this is coming yeah. from like, yeah, this is coming from like maybe artists that are not super, that don't have a lot of experience. Um, it takes a while to learn this stuff and to like get Absolutely. comfortable in it. Mm. But then, and also like, you don't just, you don't just pick it. Like you have to be intentional. I said this all the time on my, on my Twitch lives, but like you have to do intentional studying Mm. like just like with anything else yeah. and that's the thing that like i think not a lot of people are aware of and to be to be 100 percent truthful that wasn't something that i was totally aware of even though mm. i went to an art high school a very good art high school high school of art and design i'm shouting them out because i'm alumni <laughs> and i love them nice, um nice. but i didn't even realize myself um because i didn't go to art college because i couldn't afford it um but 
you do have to do very intentional study. It, it You have to give the time just like with anything else. And I think mm. the misconception is, it's like, oh, well, I can freehand and I can look at something and draw it, which is fine. But like, that's just kind of like the, the, the outside of that. Once you get into the foundations with other stuff mm. and like study that intentionally, then you realize it's not as simple as, oh, I'm just looking at this and like, I can draw it and it's fine. I'm a, I know what I'm doing. It's like, mm. okay. Okay, if you think so. <laughs> like, okay. Like, intentional, right. intentional studying is one of those things I think that a lot of people don't realize that you have to do. Even if you love something, like you enjoy it. Yeah. Because there's going to come a point where you actually have to sit down and learn the finer details of one part that you want to improve on. Like, like you mentioned, like you mentioned, you made a joke about dog anatomy. But if that's something that you wanted to include in one of your, like, your future stories, you're going to be like, okay, cool. I'm going to have to learn, look at some dogs. And learn, yep. okay, cool. Like, okay, how what's what? How do they position themselves when they run, when they move? Where, where's the head position related to the tail and stuff like that? Yep. But, and that's the and part that's, that goes into yeah. time. That's yes. the part, mm, sorry yeah. to cut you off. No, but no, that's no, the part that's that it. goes okay. into time. Mm, mm, like that, mm, those studies, that, that takes a long time. Like people don't just wake up. You know, the internet is like great for that where it's like, oh, this person just woke up and they became like a famous artist and a great artist. And it's like, no, that never yeah. happened. That's not yeah. an actual experience. There's no pill that you can take. There's no like this is all uh, hard work. This is all intentional effort. And I had to learn that the hard way because, like I mentioned earlier, I was mostly drawing women and I was mostly drawing portraits. My anatomy mm. was my human anatomy was never terrible. But there were definitely places where I could improve. And if we're talking about um, mechanics and cars, forget about it. I never drew that type of stuff. I, I didn't mm. even like drawing bikes and umbrellas. People like to complain. <laughs> Another misconception. People like to say, oh, hands are hard. No, umbrellas are hard. Draw a bike. <laughs> that stuff, I know. I would rather I would rather draw a car than an umbrella because wow. Wow. We, we're not going to get into it. But umbrellas is a nightmare. <laughs> but um, I... It, it takes time. It takes time. And like you, mm. it has to be intentional because I never drew that stuff and I wanted to get into doing manga. It's like, I have to learn how to now do this stuff because I can't just have a manga full of girls. I could, but that's not my target audience. You feel what I'm saying? So like, mm. <laughs> and like I can't just do, I can't just do that. So like I had to learn how to intentionally study in order to improve. Mm-hmm. And that's, you have to do it. It's not, yeah. it's not always easy. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's the whole iceberg effect, isn't it? You know, all the surface mm. that's at the bottom, like you only see the top. You never see, as you mentioned, what goes into it. You think, oh, she just popped up and she's amazing. No, you know, um, she or whoever it was took a lot of, lot of time to hone and craft their skills in order to get where they are. Um, Absolutely. And yeah. Yeah. Know, Kim Jong-ji Jung- is in the deep web. Y'all ever seen that meme? No. <laughs> the iceberg with the, with the, with the internet? No, no, but like you, no. It, oh, well, I mean, oh, it's not with oh. Kim. The, oh, okay, the illustration yeah, yeah, of the, like, the yeah, internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I would say, I would say, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm just in the water. Kim Jong Ji's like in the deep web okay, somewhere. Okay, he's, he's full in there. He's full in there. He's, he's deep level. He's deep, deep, deep. He's deep level. <laughs> Super deep, deep, deep. Katsuro Tomo, all Atlantis. of them, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Not not me. I I'm about. I I just dipped into the water. My toe is in there. I'm slowly <laughs> shimmying down. You know. Yeah. Progress <laughs> is progress. You know. Progress just is keep progress. Going. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Totally. Um. Uh. A couple more questions, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, sure. 
If you could be um, an illustrator on any manga, which one would it be and why? Oh, on any manga. <gasps> oh, okay. So one of my favorites, I mean, obviously outside of Katsuro Tomo, everybody knows. Mm. Um, I love Katsuro Tomo. Um, I've mentioned this before in stream, but I have a holy square of mangaka that I love. Katsuro mm-hmm. Tomo is one. Naoki okay. Urasawa, who did Monster, is two. Mm-hmm. This is not no particular order, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Junji Ito is four. Um, <gasps> so what is you, wrong with you, Solo? Are you okay she there? Said, you all right, <laughs> sir? Exactly. Are you all right? Um, <laughs> you choke? He said no he's, order, he's, man. He's incredible, Did you man. choke on the break? He's, he's incredible. He's a Mackie. Come you, on, man. Come on. Did you choke like, on the break? Can you let the listeners yeah. know which anime, please? So just so... Uh, Oh, so uh, okay. oh, no, no, no. Go ahead, Solo. This is all you. That no, reaction, no, 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 I can't no, no. talk. This is this is this is no, no. This is <laughs> just say the anime Solo. <laughs> and monster, so monster. Obviously, you mentioned monster, but Jinja Ito yeah. is like, did a selection of like kind of of like basically horror manga. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked uh, about Uzumaki. It, yeah. We spoke about we spoke about this before. Yeah, yeah, or no, so like, yeah, or no. I'll just say one of them, Uzumaki, for example. Um, Uzumaki, Tomie, yeah. so good. Tomie, so yeah, yeah. Good. And then the fourth. The fourth of the box is um Satoshi Khan, who I think everybody knows him as an anime movie director, but he actually did manga first. Okay. And his stuff is like super, super duper detailed. Um, but oh man. Uh, unfortunately, Satoshi Khan passed away. I I, yeah. I would have loved mm. to create a an illustration for him. Honestly, any four of those dudes, I would mm-hmm. love to create something on their stuff anything um oh man yeah anything anything i could do tomie i do a tomie (laughs) i'm trying to convince ed to watch uh to watch read uh um to get into some more like kind of seinen seinen manga and i've 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 told him before about berserk but I don't think okay. Do, I don't think he was gonna do I'm Berserk. S- Honestly, he's I'm not gonna so do happy. Berserk. I'm not gonna do Berserk. You're he's right. not gonna do Berserk. He's not. He's, I'm so he's, happy. He's, anime. he's a bit too dark. He's a bit too dark for him. So no, not it's gonna... not dark. I get. I can read it. It's just I've seen the anime. It's not. I told you it doesn't. Wait, count. which it which which anime of Berserk? Did you watch the movies on Netflix? Because no, 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 no. Let's not tell him about that. I watched the 2D one. I didn't watch any of the 3D crap or anything. No, but the the movies on Netflix are really good. Oh, are they? Are they live action or? No, no, no. no, no, no. It's, oh, it's thank, a, there's no way God, you can do Berserk God. live action. They're you know, breaking so many rules. If you try to do that live oh, action. yeah. It's no good. It'll be a... Yeah, it's no good. But it'll be... um <laughs> Cancelled before it's released. Completely. Completely. But the, the, the Berserk movies um on Netflix are a 2D um, CGI mix. So there are some moments that feel jarring, but the story is faithful to the manga, and it's, it's really good. I suggest okay. starting with that. But... I'm kind of glad that we started talking about Berserk because Berserk is another one that is like a big, like it's 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 in my heart. It's in my heart. Mm. The storytelling on that, mm-hmm. but also because I do my research too. I gotta say, I remember listening to a conversation that y'all had about Berserk and like about guts being like <laughs> a traveling. <laughs> Or is it a, tra- a motivational speaker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was walking my dog and I almost, yo, I was trying so hard not to cackle in the streets. You ever have that ugly laugh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, y'all started going in about this man writing a book. And I was like, 
my face scrunched up. I couldn't breathe. <laughs> I could not breathe. Uh, yo, thank you so much for listening. Really, that was so I was like, oh my god, this is great. This is uh, so great. I still remember the title from guts to great. Yeah. <laughs> <that was it. laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> damn, that was on point. <laughs> After I heard that episode, I was like, we're going to get along just fine. It's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so oh, much for listening. Great. That really means a lot. Thank you so of much. Of course, of course. Oh man. Um, in terms of the actual industry, because you mentioned uh, the industry and not many black girl um, um, illustrators and so on and so forth. Have you always been freelance, or have you done the full time? Because I guess the question is, you know, is there does the industry need to do more as relates to getting, you know, black people or people of color into illustration or animation, as it were? What's your thoughts on that? Oh, man. It's interesting because we were, this is a 3 a.m. conversation after oh, Resident yeah. Evil 2. We actually got into this conversation last night um, where, oh, so, okay, the first part of the question, I I am starting this journey pretty recently. Like, I'm just going to be honest about that. I feel like I'm getting a lot of traction and attention because I'm fully embracing what I like I, mm. I feel like when you f- when you're comfortable and you're fully embracing things you just move a little differently and yep. i feel like people are starting to see that and that's why i'm starting to get some traction um so i have not mm-hmm. been published by any companies or anything just yet there is there's an indie publisher that i'm looking to be published by um i'm not gonna say who they are mm-hmm. but that's if fine, you know you know <laughs> um but the second part of that, as far as getting into the industry and like getting published at a place like Viz or like, um, do I want to say DC and Marvel? Because those are more American comics. But mm. I mean, okay, let's let's say for example, because we did talk about that last night. Because this kind of relates back to that conversation. But I I was talking about this, and I think that there's a bit of a paradox that's happening because while I do feel like companies have a responsibility to hire like black women and like black people um, and even people, just people in color in general Mm -hmm. to to work within these companies and tell certain stories and stuff like that. um, I do also feel like we should be also doing this like on our own Mm. stuff. We should be creating our own, uh, IPs and different things like that. And yep. I, you know, it's a paradox because on the one hand, it's like, oh, we want diversity in comics. We want diversity in anime. We want diversity in manga and like all these different things, which is fine. I don't think that there that's not a valid uh, critique, but at the same time, it should be a and, but where it's like, you know, and, you know, but I want to I want to see like all of these other artists do their own thing. Like people we should be encouraging other like yeah. black and brown artists um regardless of whatever their gender is or whatever their experiences um to be doing their own stuff on the side mm. as well. And we should yeah. be supporting those people as well. And I I think that's that's the paradox because we can never be and that's the thing that kills me too cuz like when it's when it's free, like when you're a free agent and like you 
don't have to be signed at a big company, um, your distribution is not big. You're solely self-publishing yep. and it's on you. But the grit that you can get into, the type of stuff that you could say is going gonna, is gonna to be way more yeah, rich way more. than what those companies can can deliver because they have certain... There's checks and balances. There's bureaucracy. Yeah. There's certain people they have to answer to. There's people that are going to be like, no, that's too deep. No, you can't talk about that. Mm. So it should be an and, but, and like, like, yes, hire these people, allow them to write these stories, but at the same time, support the indie creators who are already doing this, push more like indie black and brown creators to be doing this creators that have like an alternative thing or like you know something that's not typically seen like push them to be doing that even if it is seen like even even if I were for example doing the same stuff that I was I was telling you before that I had moved away from or the cutesy stuff still push those people still push them mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, support mm-hmm. them too it, I that is the paradox everyone. There should be space for everybody and it shouldn't just rely on these big companies because at the end of the day, we're not going to be satisfied, which is not. Um, and they're not going to be they're not going to be able to deliver in the way that we want them to deliver. No, um, not. there's going to be restrictions on them. There's yeah. going to be a line that they can't cross that if you're independent, you can. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which is why I it's a paradox. It's a paradox. I do think that they they should. But at the same time as as the community and as the group um and at this point in time we have the internet right so it's international as well mm. you know i have people in the collective who are international as well so it's like shout out to zay i don't know you know that's one of my collective members he's from the uk too but anyway shout out to you zay but like <laughs> it's out. like it's an international thing too so like we have to sort of support all the way around we can't just expect it's you know that the big companies are going to be able to do it the way that we want it i just don't think that that's mm possible yeah no i i totally agree with that statement i was listening to a podcast as well actually um is it soul the disney um disney film Um, soul uh disney pixar yeah 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 yeah. um and basically um they had i can't remember his name but he was basically talking about the process of you know making this kind of um, quote unquote black um movie as it were with a lot of black cast and right had he he basically said had he not been there there were certain things like the barbershop yeah yeah yeah, know, yeah 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 i that, think i've that, seen that, that interview is, you seen that interview exactly i think and, so you know, yeah 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 um and it's one of those things where um you, you like to be honest i agree that paradox because yes you need that person in those places to essentially make sure they're true to the, that that specific identity you know, right. um, you're not just um, following stereotypes because that's when you release that, it's going to be like, whoa, you're going to get a bash- backlash. You're going to damage the brand. We've had right. a few cases here um, where, you know, H&M was a brand which said coolest monkey in the jungle for a little in boy. The jungle. And, yeah, I exactly. That, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's a whole backstory into that, but it's just more so having that person there to you know, kind of self-check. So I do get that. And I also get your point as it relates to, you know, actually, you know, what? I'm not going to wait for someone to give me a handout. I'm going to grab it. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot harder. Uh, but we again, to your point, we need to support those people as well, even more so because they've decided to take that opportunity and risk, as it were, to, you know, go go alone, um, create the stories that typically we want to see, actually, uh, in our community. Right. 
Um, similar to um, what's his name who did Diary of a Mad Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. There was another um, interesting podcast about him as relates to doing all those kind of um, stories or um, Christmas shows or whatever. Um, and no one was giving him back until he did it himself and kept doing it and kept doing it until he, he kind of found his audience and grew it. So yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a hard paradox. I completely agree with that. Um, I don't have the answers, but yeah. I think it's trying to get a mix of both um, as relates to get people in the industry, to get experience, whatever. And maybe right. they want to like leave that and then do their own thing, set up their own company to essentially help the community by bringing people based on what they learn. I think that's right. probably the best solution, in my opinion. I want to circle back to something that you mentioned before about like the risk with the with doing self-publishing. Mm. Oh, my God, there is a risk. You know what I'm mm. saying? There mm. is a risk as like in my specific situation. I I'm a terrible employee. Like I when I say employee, I mean, like at a at a regular job, at a proper job, sure. like a regular nine to five. This mm. is all that I have. So it's like if I can't do this, I'm going to be in trouble. But it's a risk. But I'm doing it because I love it. This is something mm. that I want to do. This is something that I don't see. But when you when when the community is solely focused on these big community like uh, not communities, these big uh, entities that have all this money that they're kind of like holding at the chest because they don't want to do certain things. Why are we wasting our energy? Like there's so many different talented artists and, you know, people that are doing their own thing and they need the support. And it is it is a risk when like not everybody can go the traditional route. Yeah, this is, you know, like I said, I get into like black feminism and different things like that. This is a classist kind of conversation. I grew up poor. I could not afford art college, could not afford art university. Everything that I'm learning, I am learning from the Internet. And on top of that, like I'm starting completely fresh because I as I mentioned, I like dropped my style from before because it just wasn't serving me. Now yeah. I'm in a very comfortable spot and like granted there's traction, but like we have to continue to push like indie creators. We have to continue, especially, especially black and black and brown creators, because we are the the quickest to be fell by the wayside. So there there is a risk. There is a realistic, realistic risk. And like I just want people to be aware of that. That like while we should demand that these big entities do better. We just we cannot forget about the people who are literally risking their livelihoods to try to give us what we want and not just give us what we want, but also, you know, tell the stories that we want to tell. But because it's related to the community, it's like you have to also be mindful of these people as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know what, um, as as much as it is not great, I think the in, in terms of the trolling and whatever, I think the internet is a great leveler. I'm not leveler per se, but it does allow you to expand your reach, expand yeah. your audience, as opposed to, you know, maybe what, 45, 40, 50 years ago, when if you if you you would have to essentially have another career or have another job or whatever, as it were, to essentially subsidize that because you couldn't essentially get your work out there. So it's a great thing that we have the internet as well to to help us do this, to help us do this podcast, to help us, you know, showcase our work um, and hopefully get more people uh, funneled into our creation, as it were, our creation process. So, no. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. This, even this situation that's happening, like, I'm not in the UK, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, exactly. This, is, yeah. this in itself is a freaking blessing of, like, mm. the internet because mm. had this been, like, you know, 40 years or something like that and, like, if y'all were, like, regular talk radio... 
I would never be able to get it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'd have to fly in. It just wouldn't be possible. So even just this is a miracle of like, just support the little people who are like pushing to give us what we want because their efforts are important. Like people are taking risks. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We've got a final question. Um, It's the super quick fire round. Um, and, essentially, <laughs> and essentially all it is is um you just have to answer a random casual question such as favorite color so red or blue or whatever and uh, you can feel free to answer any um feel free to sorry to pass any questions it's up to you um okay. but yeah are you ready i'm sweating i don't know if it's the ac or if it's because i'm nervous but <laughs> anyway, yes <laughs> all right cool she's ready here we go are you a morning or night person both. <laughs> okay. Does it matter? Does it count? <laughs> You're supposed to choose one, but all right, cool. Both. It doesn't matter. Cheat. Used to be night, now morning. Cheat. Used to be night, now morning. Cheat. He said cheat. <laughs> we started off strong. We started off strong. Uh, okay. All right, cool. Um, Goku or Vegeta? Vegeta. Sci-fi or horror? Why would you do this to me? <laughs> horror. All right. Silent Hill or Resident Evil? Oh, Silent Hill. Absolutely. The last song you listened to? Probably something by uh, Michael Kiwanuka. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a black man and a white girl. Yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, Edward or Alphonse? You know what's messed up? I've heard you ask this question. And I was like, oof, I hope they don't ask. And you, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alphonse. I love Alphonse. Right. Uh, Demon Slayer or Jujutsu Kaisen? Jujutsu Kaisen. Coloring or shading? Coloring. Manga or anime? Manga. Deku or Bakugo? Say that again? Deku or Bakugo, sorry. Deku. (laughs) We love Uh, a sweet boy. (laughs) Uh, Pokemon or Digimon? Neither. (laughs) Fair enough. Last anime film you watched? Last anime film I watched? Um, I think Mugen Train was the last anime film I watched. Okay. Yeah, Demon Slayer Mugen Train? Yeah, I still need to watch that. Um, K-pop or hip-hop? Oh, hip-hop. <laughs> <laughs> Naruto or Bleach? That was, e- that was an easy one, Ed. Come on, man. No, that some was people said easy. K-pop. Some people have said K-pop. That's what some I'm people there. did say K-pop. I did listen back. Some people yeah, did see, say K-pop. there you go. Um, Naruto or Bleach? Naruto or Bleach? Oh. I, I'm tempted to say neither, but I don't want people throwing eggs at the No, <laughs> no, no. Say what <laughs> Own your truth. See, you're right. Neither. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and then finally, what would you say to your younger self if she's listening today? If she was listening today? Oh man, skip going to college, get a mm. job, work on your skills, study business now, um, mm. and save your money from your job, and go forth. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you so much, uh, Gigi, for being on the podcast. We really, really appreciate it. Um, you've given us so much wisdom, so much insight. Um, I've had, uh, we've had a lot of fun. Um, so thank you so, so much. Is there anywhere um, people can find your work? I know you have a shop as well. Um, we'll leave that all in the show notes, but um, if you can just mention that and plug that, that would be great. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, also, thank you for having me. Um, no appreciate it. 
you can find my website at www.koyukipanda.com. Koyuki is spelled K-O-Y-U-K-I panda.com. Um, I have Instagram also at Koyuki Panda. Mm. Anywhere online, I'm Koyuki Panda online. Um, I also have a shop. It's on my website, so you can find it there. I've got prints, t-shirts, uh, stickers, lots of cool stuff, and more cool stuff coming. And uh, Patreon, if you want to support me uh, over the long term as I'm mm. creating stuff, if you want to join the collective Discord um because we do a lot of clearly a lot of fun stuff in there talking about drinking and up to 3 a.m talking about <laughs> talking about art um, <laughs> lots of fun stuff happening there uh join the patreon uh that's you know patreon.com slash koyuki panda and you can hit me up there uh also koyuki panda on twitch that's uh twitch.com slash koyuki panda art don't ask me why i added art but Koyuki Panda art on Twitch. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you so much. And as, as I mentioned, yeah, listeners, you. that will all be in the show notes. Um, yeah, you've been on an awesome guest. I know um, you started off favoring solo, but you came back to me. So it's okay. I'll take that. No, it's okay. I told you it's got to be balance. It's got to be balance. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but no, we really, choice. really it's appreciate okay. that. Um, we really and would love to have yeah, you back in the so future. Much. Thank you so thank much, you so seriously. Much. Absolutely, thank, thank you. you so much for inviting me, and thank you for being organized with it. Because y'all was organized, oh. I wasn't expecting that level of organization. <laughs> I was hey, like, hello, oh love, it is a tight ship over here. I'm feeling it. I'm an A type, so like, I get A type. I know I improv. That. I know I improv sometimes, but yeah, I yeah, do. Definitely. I do get A-typey when it comes to business and everything. Like, I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> As you mentioned, tight. man, we got to be better, man. We can't be, you know, living up to those stereotypes, you know. Absolutely. So, I'm absolutely. here for it. I was impressed. Yeah. I was impressed. <laughs> no, I, thank give, you so I, give Ed, I give Ed full credit. <laughs> if y'all get invited on here, take it. It's, it's a smooth, seamless process. <laughs> seamless. Appreciate it. Hey, Super Family. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate and review the show. It takes less than 30 seconds. Doing so will allow us to grow the show and encourage us to keep putting out more content. In case you're wondering how to subscribe, rate and review the show, just go to ratethispodcast.com forward slash super anime podcast. That's super with three U's. We will also leave a link to it in the show notes for you to go to as a simple way to subscribe, rate and review the show. We love your reviews, so please keep them coming and we will read them out in future episodes. Please do share this podcast with anyone you feel will enjoy the show. Finally, to keep the conversation going, we're super keen to hear your thoughts, questions and opinions on the show's discussion points. To get in contact with us, you can either leave a voice note via the mic on our website, superanimepodcast.com, that's super with three U's, or you can write a note via the contact section, superanimepodcast.com forward slash contact. It's also in the show notes as well. Along with your email, please leave your name and location from where you're listening from and we will be sure to shout you out and include some of your thoughts in the next and upcoming episodes. Have a great day wherever you are and bye for now.